Hey, Steeler Nation! Welcome to episode 19 of the Back Row Steelers Show. On this episode, I'm going to do some talking about uh, some AFC North teams, camp hype, and some injuries that matter, uh, and just kind of what they mean for the Steelers for the season. And lastly, we have a sponsor for this episode. Hmm, kind of cool. Pretty happy about that. Anyway, uh, before we get started... I need you all to go hit me up at Backrose Steelers on Twitter and Instagram. Follow me. Give me some likes. Do all the things. Right. I, I'm going to post all. I always post on Twitter all the, the pod drops and uh, other news and things like that that are coming in the NFL, particularly the Steelers. Also stuff from uh, other Backrose shows and, and things that kind of pique my interest. I think everyone's going to like it. So, again, at the Back Row Steelers on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, A pretty epic event happened the other day. I went over 1,000 followers on the Twitter piece, and that's pretty awesome to me. I'm pretty happy about that. Thank you all for following. Feel free to shoot me an email uh, to backrowsteelers at gmail.com if there's something you'd like to hear about or hear me discuss. I still haven't gotten any emails. I don't know that people are listening. uh, Just don't email. They don't hit me up on Twitter. They don't do nothing. So I'm just kind of winging it out here, and I'm, I'm still having a good time. But it'd be really cool to hear from all of you. All right, let's start with this AFC uh, AFC North talk here in Baltimore camp. That's where we're going to hit 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 the head first. And Baltimore camp hype last week was the visit of Des Bryant. Uh, he wound up not signing with the Ratbirds. I I guess they think Miles Miles Boykin is the answer there. Haven't heard much of why they didn't sign him, but it's Des, so he probably wanted a ton of money and more than a one year prove it type deal, which. At his age is about all he'd be able to get. Either way, I'm soupy. Yeah, soupy. <laughs> soupy. I'm super happy that he didn't land there. Uh, the last thing we need is that sort of dominant receiver causing trouble here in the AFC North and some issues for our defense. Not that I think he'd be too much trouble because he is kind of old, but he, he still trains really hard and he's still fast and he's still a monster on the field. Happy that he's not in Baltimore. Baltimore has been boasting about old Hollywood Brown, though, and rightfully so. The dude's a beast, Uh, but Pittsburgh better be ready to cover this guy. Last year, he was playing kind of semi-hurt, and he he was still, he was playing at a really lightweight, too, like around 180-ish pounds, I think. Uh, That's really light for a receiver. He's since, he's added 15 pounds, according to reports, and hasn't lost a step of his speed. While we always have to worry about the run game in Baltimore between Hollywood Brown and tight end Mark Andrews, the passing game is really second to none, but I guess that's really all they got, like, looking at it. Uh, a lot of people don't know this, but Lamar Jackson had the most passing touchdowns in the NFL last year. Passing touchdowns. And he had a bunch of running stuff, too. So the guy's, the guy's a touchdown monster, and that's that's kind of caused a lot of issues for a lot of teams. Luckily, the Steelers have a cohesive secondary now, and they're jiving well together. I really think a lot of NFL teams are going to have Lamar's number this year, honestly, especially Pittsburgh. I just can't see them having the same level of success that they did last year. It, it, it's going to be really, really tough to repeat that. Pittsburgh having a, a healthy defensive line to keep pressure on Lamar and, and stuff that running that running game they got, it, it's just going to be key to in the two battle royales that are um, Pittsburgh versus Baltimore 
this season. There are reports out of Steelers camp that they are moving Minka around quite a bit, and, and he's taking on more formation responsibilities, which is awesome. Uh, I think he just kind of needed to get into the offense and get comfortable. I mean, get in the offense, get in the defense, and feel comfortable. And he's done that. So now they're moving him around a little bit. And they said that he feels right at home in the middle of the field, which is right where tight ends like Mark Andrews try to make their money. Uh, reports about the rest of the secondary in Pittsburgh is that they are locking down coverage, which is awesome. Uh, you really want – I think we have the best secondary in the NFL. Most of our coverage schemes are built around stopping the AFC North offenses. Uh, I mean, we adapt week to week for other teams through the season, but – we play divisional teams twice a season, so it makes sense that we train a little bit that way, uh, a little bit more that way. If you aren't pumped about the Steelers' defense this year, you're just not a fan, I'll be honest with you. Uh, you don't know what's really going on in Pittsburgh, so stand by for that. I think I think you're going to see a crazy, crazy year. Uh, in startup, and I'm, I'm in a startup fantasy draft right now, and I was the first team to pick a defense and said startup draft, and I took the Steelers. They're far and away the strongest defense in the entire league. Now let's move on to the Cleveland Browns. Uh, the Browns, they have the usual training camp Baker Mayfield hype and lots of stuff about his rapport with recently off the pup list Jarvis Landry. Uh, of course he has good rapport with them. That's his favorite receiver. Uh, it's not really news that, oh, Baker Mayfield likes throwing to Jarvis Landry. Yeah, no crap. We watched it all last season. Yeah, Odell Beckham's there, but his favorite receiver hands down is Jarvis Landry. Why? Because Landry bails him out across the middle. Other than some injury and COVID news, there isn't much of anything really coming out in Cleveland, it, which is kind of odd because the Browns are notorious for hyping the hell out of every player and trying to keep their fan base. Rookie safety for the Browns, uh, Grant Delpit, did tear his ACL in Browns camp. Now, this guy's a top pick out of LSU that the Browns drafted with the 44th overall pick in last year's draft. It's a huge blow to the Browns' secondary. And in all seriousness, though, every season is really the season the Browns are going to the Super Bowl and their fans are there thinking they're going to the Super Bowl. This is our year. This is our year. Not with these kinds of injuries, not with Grant Delpit out, and they were really counting on him to bolster uh, their safety position. It's just not going to happen now because of a torn ACL. And, and speaking of the Browns going to the Super Bowl, I actually just got done taking the Browns to the Super Bowl uh, right before recording tonight. All right, let's move on to Cincinnati. Uh, the Bengals camp is all over the place. I really feel bad for A.J. Green. He's one of my favorite receivers in the NFL. I hate when we have to play against him, but I play a lot of fantasy football, and A.J. Green was a stud for a long time. The guy cannot stay healthy now. It's kind of unfortunate because, like I said, he is one of my favorite receivers in the NFL. So it, it really sucks because this guy, he can catch everything but a break. Uh, he injured his hamstring in Bengals training camp on uh, Monday earlier this week, and there's really no timetable that i found about his return other than they expect him back sometime this week. So there's a chance that it's really not that bad. Other notable injuries in Cincinnati are Joe Mixon. That's a really, really big one. Their, their star running back, Joe Mixon, he's hurt. They haven't really said what's wrong. They're suggesting that the injury is minor and they expect him back. But he is currently questionable for week one, according to CBSSports.com. Again, this is a huge blow to their offense in Cincy. It's going to take 
more than a Heisman quarterback to get them some wins this year. With Mixon and Green out, they're going to have to rely on Tyler Boyd to lead the offense with Joe Burrow, and that's asking a lot. Tyler Boyd and Joe Mixon weren't able to do it last year with Andy Dalton, and honestly, Andy Dalton isn't a bad quarterback, so to say. I just think he's getting a bad rap in Cincy because of terrible coaching. Let's let's be real. They suck. Like We go into Cincinnati. We know we're winning. Cincinnati comes to Pittsburgh. We know we're winning. It's, it's not a secret. They know that we're going to beat them. It's honestly got to be embarrassing as a Cincinnati Bengal to go play Pittsburgh. They just know they're going to lose. And the problem has been coaching. They've had talent. The problem is they, they can't be coached to win. Maybe that's going to change. I don't know. I feel like Cincinnati is the new Browns. This is our year. We have a Heisman Trophy winner. Probably not. So, yeah, they let Andy Dalton go. He he is he, he's by far, hands down, probably the best backup quarterback in the NFL. I was seriously hoping that Pittsburgh would snag him when he was given the swift pat on the butt leaving Cincinnati. He's for sure better than our number two quarterback, who just happens to have the number one most punchable face in the NFL in Mason Rudolph. Bengals safety uh, Sean Williams also was carted off the field uh, last week with a calf injury. He's yet to return to practice. That's a huge blow, man. God, there's people just losing people left and right. That's some safety help on the Browns and the Bengals that are going down. That's not good. Luckily, I mean, fingers crossed, knock on some wood. We're going to do that, that we haven't had some really crazy injuries. Now, I'm I'm really hoping that we stay pretty healthy. If we do, we're definitely just going to go dominate the North. So with these significant blows to some core spots in Cincinnati and core spots in Cleveland, it's really going to make make it hard for them to win uh, season opening games, honestly, until they can get the rest of their team to jive together with some backups. Th- those those games are detrimental, especially for like Baker Mayfield. I feel like he, he's trying to get his life together. He's trying to do the right, like do, do good by his team and be the best he can be. Maybe he's trying too hard, but for somebody like Joe Burrow, going in there and he's having a really, really difficult time in the beginning of the season because half of his team's injured and he's expected to just pull wins out of his ass. It's going to be really rough for them. That's going to be detrimental to Joe Burrow's mental game, honestly. So we'll we'll see what happens. All the hype out that is out there, like all over their camp news. Joe Burrow's the best. He's out there leading the team down the field. Well, no shit. He's leading the team down the field. You don't have him playing against other teams' defenses is playing against Cincinnati's defense in camp. Let's let's be real. Camp hype is just that. It's hype. We'll see if Joe Burrow can put his money where his mouth is come week 10 when our line of sack monsters craps all over his plans. And, and the famous words of Mike Tyson, everyone has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. That's exactly what's going to happen. Bring on Blitzberg to do that punching. All right. Uh, speaking of the Bengals, it's time for our first ever sponsor. This is exciting, guys. I'm really, really happy to have a sponsor this week. Uh, I haven't had a sponsor yet for the show, uh, so I'm really excited to tell you guys about our new sponsor. And for the Backroom Network, if you guys are listening to this, you're going to be really surprised about the sponsor too because not even you know about it yet, and that's pretty awesome. I think uh, I kind of worked out a thing where I may have a new sponsor every week. Uh, we're going to see what happens. So <clears throat> let's, let's bring you this week's sponsor. So it is time for you guys to hear about our first ever sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Joe Hayden's Firestarter. Having trouble getting your fire going in your driveway? 
just opened a fresh box of autographed Joe Hayden jerseys. Turn on your favorite recording device to collect those precious memories. Dump some gas on them shits and light them bitches on fire. If you aren't sure how to do it, Adam Pac-Man Jones has a great, he, he's provided a fantastic how-to video. Along with fire starting, this video also teaches you how to be a gangster and how to burn the hair right off your hand and arm like a gangster. Link for our sponsor video in today's episode description. And we're back. All right. That's pretty cool. How about that sponsor, guys? Uh, anyway, uh, there's not a lot much else going on, really. There's a lot of training camp hype videos and other stuff coming out, and that's all fine and dandy. I wanted to talk about some of the impact players in the rest of the AFC North and talk about what that means for Pittsburgh, and I think we hit that pretty well today. So that's pretty much going to do it for this week's episode. I'm going to keep it kind of short and sweet here. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. Uh, so far, we're still sitting at 10 ratings of four reviews on Apple. Most of my listens do come on Apple, so I would appreciate some more ratings and reviews. If you guys could take like 30 seconds out of your day, that'd be really awesome for me, and I would appreciate it. Thanks to all you out there for listening and downloading these episodes. Like I always say, get outside, get some fresh air and sun, take some time to appreciate nature, and breathe in some COVID-free air. Stay safe, and I'll catch you guys next week. Thanks for listening. See you next time on the Back Row Steelers Show.